I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! We are going to mostly focus on a lot of Premier League, La Liga, um, some MLS when that starts up again, but nothing's really happening in that. Uh, but uh, we will talk about if something interesting happens in the Bundesliga, sorry, we'll cover that too. We just like soccer. We want to talk about it. Anyway, this is a great week to talk about soccer because the best game of the year so far, of this early year, happened. Uh, and obviously, I'm talking about Southampton and Crystal Palace. What are your thoughts, Juan Diego? Think Crystal Palace are going to win it all this year. I'm just kidding. We're th- obviously going to talk about Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, it was a great game, uh, very emotional game. Uh, if you're a supporter like me and Greg over here, and a very just entertaining game if you're a neutral. Absolutely, as a spectator, you couldn't ask for anything more. It was very flashy. So many chances, so many goals. I will say though, the football was a little lackluster for both defenses. Both back lines have a lot to work on, um, particularly, unfortunately, he was bullied quite a bit, but Chambers over in Arsenal on the uh, right back, um, he was even criticized by the commentators as a, a confidence player, which we'll touch more on, but what I will say is that um, there were so many opportunities for both Arsenal and Chelsea to take the lead, take uh, the forefront of the game and they weren't able to do so because um, you know there, there's lots of reasons why uh, I think a lot of that is because Courtois and, and Czech were just amazing you know you look at a 2-2 game you don't necessarily think it's a great goalkeeping game but they were made some amazing saves uh, just on the Arsenal side um, Lacazette made an amazing like move between like two defenders and and Hit it in early, like I think that might have been in like the second half. I'm not exactly sure, but um, and then Sanchez almost scored like twice. So, I mean, Sanchez has almost hit both poles. Oh, that's that right. That's right. Sorry, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I was. I almost like flipped the table I was at when I was watching it on my phone. Um, but yeah, um, a question I have for you, Greg, is Morata trash? You know. Okay, trash is a strong word. It is a strong word. Trash is a strong word. You know, it's it's interesting, (laughs) and I think JD has some things to say about Murata too. Um, He isn't living up to expectations at the very least. That's the nicest way to say it. Yeah, I would say that Murata is one of the most overrated players in Europe. That's my that's my opinion of him. Uh, admittedly, it's a heavily biased opinion as an Atletico fan and a hater of all things Real Madrid. But, you know, the guy, I mean, we saw it in that game. Just, like, the clear chances that were just completely, completely missed. Uh, his goal-scoring record has been very poor this season in the Premiership. You know, he's only, I think he's only scored something like four goals since September, which is really not acceptable for a top-flight team like Chelsea. Um... 
And uh, Greg, I remember you were telling me earlier about some of the other like disappointing stats from Morata. Oh, absolutely! His convergence rate is crazy to me for a striker at Chelsea. He has made about twenty three percent of goals from his head, but only eight percent from his feet. That convergence rate is awful. That, yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about confidence players. Apparently, like you know, Chambers got bullied a lot. He didn't have an awful game, but he wasn't particularly good. But as far as Morata's concerned, he's also a confidence player. Apparently, for whatever reason, he's not doing super well, and I think it's like really building within him because he had three clear-cut chances in this game, and he flopped all three times. And if you're supposed to be a top-class, top-tier striker for a top-tier team, you have to be able to convert those chances into goals. And he hasn't been able to do so. It's a very good point, but uh, I have a, I have another question for you, Greg, who might be controversial. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, uh, what do you think about that penalty? I had certain words that I was going to use. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Uh, okay. So, so I, I will concede, absolutely, like, Hazard, like, sold the shit out of it. But at this, at the end of the day, if you kick someone under the foot, that's actually a non-trivial. Like, if if you ever played soccer and you've been kicked underneath your cleat, that's very painful because the muscles you get spurns, which you know makes you unable to run effectively, makes you unable to um, you know pivot and accelerate at the at the way you want. Hazard. Hazard, excuse me, Hazard. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. That kick was a hazard. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, hazard gets fouled all the time. And that one in particular wasn't a very bad foul, but it was legitimately a foul even if you sold the shit out of it. So it was a it was a it was a fine penalty call to me. Agree to disagree. Thought it was okay. real soft. Um, really soft. I thought it was a little soft. I think it was a penalty. I just like it. Just yes, sucks. It was a very soft, soft penalty. penalty. It, it, it is a penalty, but it just sucks that like, like I mean, like you said, it. How who am I to say like, oh, you didn't hurt yourself on the. Mm-hmm. It just looked like he tapped him, and I know that can make a difference, but it's just like to make that call at that point in the I, game, like right to steal, really steal the momentum from Arsenal was very. It's very frustrating. It's just it was just very frustrating. It, to see it, that. it 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 is frustrating, but I mean, I don't know if you've ever been kicked at the bottom of the foot. Like that shit sucks. I haven't. That's why I like pulled it back a little bit. You know, sort of screaming bullshit. Because, but. because your feet. I mean, that's the most important part as a as a footballer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're on your feet the whole game. Like pe- people discount some of these fouls. Like some people are like diving crybabies. Okay. Even like players I really like. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously. Sorry, Aaron Robin. I mean, I love Aaron Robin actually, but he's a known diver. There's lots of oh, known yeah. divers. Um, but you know, they still get hurt. Like for all the little like fouls that they get. I mean, that that adds up after yeah. a while. So I mean, that's why the rules are there. I mean, granted, sometimes fouls are. I mean. It, like they should be able to play the game. Like I love the commentators. They're like, you should. I mean, fuck off. You should <laughs> get hot. <laughs> uh, back, in, back in my day. Yeah, you should. You should have seen me. Yeah, we can't get up. <laughs> get up. But you know, I mean, but the the little fouls add up. Like you can imagine, just like all this. Um, 
Oh, fuck, I can't remember which player, but he literally has to get shots in his foot every single game just because he can play because he has severe tendonitis in his feet. And he's a professional footballer. And, you know, it's crazy what kind of damage you do to your body. So, like, little fouls, like, build up over time. So that's a long-winded way yeah. of saying yes. I think <laughs> yeah. That it hurts. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think this means for the this game means for the rest of the Prem or just the performances of Arsenal and Chelsea? Well, I would say um, in terms of um, the league, the league's already that's spoken for. That's uh, that's done. Manchester City has, has that. They might as well just might as well just give them the trophy now. But in terms of Arsenal, I think this is a good win to build I'm oh, not win sorry good result to build off of um, and going forward to get a Champions League place there's too much talent in this team I know it's a tough competition with Tottenham and Liverpool are ahead of them but um, they should be in the Champions League um, they have too much money and too much talent to not be in the Champions League yes I, I agree with what you said but uh, good luck bruh no I'm not <laughs> saying it's going to be easy in no way no or, yeah I think or, I mean if you're if, if you're competing with the likes of uh, of Liverpool and uh, uh, Man- Tottenham and Man U and Chelsea, Man U. yeah, that's tough. That's tough to get. That's tough to that's tough to, to claw your way into that top four. I mean, like uh, you should, but you should do it. What what, what I will say is that <laughs> in the Arsenal Chelsea game, I um, even as a Chelsea fan, I felt an inevitability that Arsenal was going to score again because they have made many wonderful comebacks this season, uh, drawing level after being down, and um, that's great to have that resiliency. But they don't have the the biting factor so far as to like just win games, take three points, you know. For whatever reason, they're at top tier uh, games. They usually have enough to draw level. Yeah, but you need these performances. Like you need to play. You need to treat every game like it's Chelsea. They came out and they really wanted. You could tell that they wanted this game. They wanted this result. They they really were going for to draw first blood. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to see this more for treat Bournemouth like you treat Chelsea. That's what. That's all I say. I'm, and, and and some of these passes were just like inexcusable. Yeah. I will say the the back line needs to do better. Uh, um, I, yeah, I agree. And um, particularly, I I hate to bully Chambers. I, I mentioned him again, but it, it's quite obvious he was um, taken advantage of many times. Well, especially if you're going to play a back three, that puts a lot of pressure on uh-huh. on those three defenders to to do their job. But uh, how do you feel about Chelsea going forward into the season? Um, I feel I feel pretty confident that um, I'm I'm uh, crossing my fingers we can take second, and the reason I say that is because uh, Manchester United has um, a manager who is very dramatic, and so much so the um, the things he says the the things he does almost gets in the way of his team progressing for the rest of the season. Because he seems already defeated. He's just like literally every other opportunity he talks about how Guardiola has exponential more money than he has. How Guardiola dare to pl- to buy players to yeah, fit his system. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous to him. And I think I think it's um, demoralizing. Like, he doesn't know it. Like, he's a great manager. Don't get me wrong. But his attitude is demoralizing and to the detriment of his team. And because of that, yeah, I, think I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, with Mourinho, 
guess who we're talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is this is. I mean, this is classic Jose Mourinho. I mean, the same thing in Spain. And in Spain, I remember the when he was when he was coaching for uh, Real Madrid. You know, I mean, it was like that dude like tore the country in two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because you know, it was like he. You know, he would talk all this talk all this shit uh, on the air, and he would stir up all these emotions between the Real Madrid and Barcelona players. Mm-hmm. And of course, that was the season when Barcelona played Real Madrid like five or six times in the season because they faced them in Champions League and Copa del Rey and La Liga, mm-hmm. so they played each other a bunch of times. And like that had an effect on the national team. You know, like players that were normally colleagues were suddenly like. You know, they were facing tensions with the national team, too. So, it was a mess. So, that he really knows how to cause a stir everywhere he goes, you know? You know, that is absolutely true. I remember that. And I remember when he became the, the coach at Chelsea. I was, um, well, I mean, yeah, people were just like, he's so rough. He's so divisive. And, um, man, that's, that shit's going to be crazy. And it was. It was. But you know absolutely what else, though? He's a really good coach. And apparently, he, he commands a lot of loyalty from his players. He he does. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best, like him or not. Um. Yes. Um. Have you heard? I'll make this like the last point. People have been talking about. I forget. I I I would source it, but I forgot where I heard it from. Um. People are talking about like he's having his third year in his second year because like he wins the league every time. Everywhere he's been, he's won the league in his second year. But now he is he and he has the breakdown. And the breakdown's happening this year. So it's interesting. It's, it, it, it seems... Uh, Look, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but I find this um, <laughs> locker room fight with Man City so fascinating. <laughs> I love this idea that he got his whole team, to, like, both teams to, like, fight each other. Yeah. Uh, um, it didn't surprise me at all when that story came out. Old Trafford uh, rumble. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, wait, what, what a character. I mean, I guess it's a little disrespectful to have loud music as an away team if you win. Maybe? Not, but, I'm not, yeah, but not enough to start a... Yeah, not enough to start a No, you, you just, like, that's disrespectful, but they literally were just, like, brawling. I mean, so. this is the guy who ran out into the middle of the camp, you know, just, like, lifting... It weren't, they weren't middle fingers to everyone, but they might as well have been. I mean, you know, like, this was, what, 2010 or whatever, mm-hmm. where, he, where, you know, he wins with Inter in, in, in the Camp Nou, and yeah. he's just, like, you know, raising his fingers to all the Barcelona fans, like, telling him, I beat you, you know, like, yeah, yeah. in your face. Um, so this is a man that gloats regularly. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, we don't need to talk about Mourinho anymore. We know who he is. Yeah. We know the kind of man he is and the kind of attitude he the, brings. The gloatiest of all time? Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, now I know Juan Diego has been sitting here bored to death listening to talk about some Premier League. So I know you wanted to talk about some of uh, the El Clasico that happened, the, uh, what was it, like a week ago? I was a little more than that, but... Oh, that was around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go into that, we can we can start there. All right. So, El Clasico. Um, what do we think, gents? Um, Barcelona... I think total domination, at least uh, certainly in the second half. Um, Absolutely. The game was a matter of tactics because it was clear that Real Madrid wanted to draw first blood. So all of their runs, their play 
was, um, you know, Luka Modric and Kroos were, were um, providing um, great balls to, uh, to Ronaldo and Bale, and they were having very deep runs, and they were just ready to go for goal. And they had many chances to do so, but ultimately those tactics worked against them because um, Barcelona had a very disciplined counterattack that um, had many passes, almost horizontal, like lateral passes that were like so uh, amazing. And the reason they were able to do so is because when you have like such a deep, uh, you have such deep runs, you have either your defense has to either have a very high line, which is susceptible to counterattack, or you have to be ready to defend, but there's still this space. And uh, Barcelona was very disciplined in taking advantage of the space, no matter where it was. Well, and you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned the um, the sort of diagonal passing patterns and the uh, and like a little bit more of the deeper runs. I think this has been a little bit of an innovation of Valverde and kind of uh, Barcelona's move away from the sort of classic tiki-taka style to a little bit more uh, a more direct style of play because they don't they, they no longer employ their typical 4-3-3 that they used mm-hmm. to employ mm-hmm. especially with especially since the departure of Xavi they now have just traditional 4-4-2 uh, with uh, and um, I think it's worked it's, it's yeah. worked tremendously yeah 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 um so, I mean, I guess the the only thing, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest problem, I think, was, yeah, I mean, we talked about this, you know, I think Real Madrid, the failure of Real Madrid to take advantage of key opportunities in the first half, you know, I was telling my dad this, I, I got up, you know, at the, at, the, at the ass crack of dawn um, <laughs> to to watch this game, and, you know, after the first half, I told my dad, I was like, they're going to regret that they didn't take advantage of those chances, and, and, sure, and sure enough, they paid the price. I think that one of the biggest problems was, again, you know, Greg, you mentioned the use of space. I mean, they just gave, it's like Real Madrid just gave Barcelona all kinds of room in the midfield, and they were so fixated. I mean, especially in that... In, especially in that uh, I guess it was the first goal or the second, the Suarez goal, Suarez the good goal, because the other goals were clumsy yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the, good, the the only good goal of the match, um, the one scored by Suarez, you know, the de- you know Real Madrid's defense were so fixated on trying to stop Messi, and they were all concentrated on Messi that they just they allowed they just allowed the midfield to just roam completely freely. I mean, Busquets set up this really excellent pass for Rakitic, and then Rakitic just cruises right along. He has yes. all the room in the world to to to, to you know, to, to look up to his field of passing mm-hmm. and he and he get any 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 passes along a great and nails a great one for Suarez and Suarez sends I, it on I mean, home. Suarez uh, what I will say is that Barcelona's attack regardless of the defense I wouldn't say that, like, the defense gave a lot of space, but it was, like, a tactical move. But I will say is, like, the the discipline that Barcelona displayed in that run was fantastic because, you know, they, they, they didn't make Real Madrid look like amateurs, but by the skin of their teeth, they're able to do these um, 
like wonderful back and forth, like switching play. And oh yeah, Suarez by the skin of his teeth gets that goal, and um, that's you know that's a testament to both the tactics of Real Madrid's defense, but also the discipline of Barcelona's counterattack. It's just um, I was just really impressed by the way they were able to press forward in that attack. Um, jumping on your point about how you woke up actually because it came on what seven thirty in the morning, like way yeah. too early. You actually watched it live. Um, I didn't watch it live. Uh, I, I found a YouTube link. Um, I was like being a rebel and be, watching it illegally. Um, but um, I, I saw because I knew the score going into it because I woke up. I turned on ESPN and it just said three nothing Barcelona. So I went into this lo- watching the well, lo- found a link for the whole game. And I was like, wow, I'm just gonna watch Barcelona just hold on to the ball for 90 minutes and they're just gonna murder Real Madrid, which is good because I don't like Real Madrid, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like I was like I didn't expect a competitive game in terms of possession. But the first 30, 40 minutes was pretty back and forth. I mean I would think Real Madrid played better than Barcelona. They had they were really controlling the game. But like you said, they they didn't capitalize on their opportunities. And when you're my theory in just sports in general is like when you're the underdog, and you definitely can say Real Madrid's the underdog. Like you have to capitalize on your opportunities, and they didn't, and they got killed for it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we just need to make this known immediately. There are two teams we're going to be biased against. You know, okay, they're both good teams. Look, I'm not going to say they're bad teams, but Real Madrid and Tottenham, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I love Zizou, and I, I like some of their players. Um, we, we will not use the fuck word against players. Right. Even though I want to. So... <laughs> But, so, anyway, but yeah, no, we we obviously are we, blatantly biased in our fandom. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, hey, you know what? Um, to to show you uh, what I would have used in a different context, Ramos is a nice guy. Like Sergio Ramos, <laughs> is just like a, just a swell dude. Well, yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. of Ramos and him being nice, so I and thought it was very. Nice, yeah. There was very funny. It wasn't funny, but it was like it was very funny to me. How he kind of like grab I forget who he grabs, but he grabs someone like by the chin. He basically like grabs like a face mask, like in American football, and I was like, "That's 15 yards!" Like I was expecting <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're yeah, expecting a flag, yeah, a flag. Like I, what's going? Like we challenge that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you know that's what do you? I so, mean, so this is the guy who you know. This is the guy who you know ca- caused the whole fuss with Cuadrado at the in the Champions League final and got Cuadrado sent off for yeah. literally mm-hmm. nothing at all. So. We can expect it, nothing less from this man, so, but... You know, bad guys... Okay, it's not that you're necessarily bad guys, but guys who are perceived as bad guys, like Ramos, and um, I love you, Costa, but you're a bad guy, too. <laughs> and they have an art about them. is because they already have this animosity towards them, and then they know the perfect times to troll people, and then um, when they get trolled back, you know, they don't have the art, and they're cut by the ref. And they're sent off. And so, guys like Costa, I will never forget the time that uh, Chelsea beat Arsenal. And this, um, he, uh, Costa had his hand in Carzola's face and was just trolling him. And then he got um, the heat back and Carzola was sent off. And Chelsea won the game. And well, it was, if I can jump in with a, a Costa story of, of a, uh, being a bad guy, I think is the word we're going to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember in the FA Cup final, which I had to bring up an Arsenal winning moment, of course. Um, mm-hmm. He every time he would go to the ground, he would he would like swing his legs, 
And me and Greg, we watched the game together, like at this uh, at this bar, and um, I'm just yelling at the TV like crazy, like losing my mind, like what is happening? Like just like give him a flag. You can't give him a, 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 a card. Give him a flag. Flag <laughs> him, card him, whatever. I mean, like, shout out to WWF. It's like a lucha libre spinning wheel. Yeah, stick. he's like, like it's like MMA. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, it's it's cool. But I think that's a good transition to talk about because he's he's your he's your bad guy now. Yeah, he's my bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I think every team has a bad guy. You know, Ramos is about Madrid's bad guy, and Costa is ours. So Costa is no longer the property of Chelsea Football Club. They are now the property of Club Atlético de Madrid, where it's home some turf. Um, so the boy's home. A boy's home. He's home. He's home. Get it out. Yeah. So our boy's home. He debuted uh, this week, or I guess it was last week, um, in the Copa del Rey. Well, it was this week. Um, And, you know, it was honestly, it was like, I have to say, like, watching the game, shit was emotional. It was like, it was honestly, his performance was, I mean, again, I know that this was just, it was just one game, and it was a cup cup game, Mm -hmm. but... Honestly, it was like he never left. Um, he went out there and he did everything. And Costa did everything that you expect from 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 Diego Costa. He was uh, he he fought for every ball. He was you know run you know running down defenders like they were like they were um, bowling pins. Um, you know kept kept a hold of the ball when everybody was on him and. He scored a goal in five minutes. You know, a great, a great slide, sort of a slide tackle goal, and the ball like got, you know, got got clinched into the into the into the top corner of the net. I mean, really, just a, a, an amazing, an amazing uh, performance. Briefly punctuated though by a little bit of a scare at the end of this celebration, because literally, like, he he comes on five minutes later, he scores, and then within seconds of that happening, a defender. From Yeda, the team that Atletico was playing in the cup, um, steps on him. It was an accident. It wasn't mm-hmm. like tr- it wasn't like malicious, but he steps on his knee, which he's had trouble with in the past. And mm-hmm. suddenly he was just like you know, he was sort of on the ground like nursing his knee. And I was like, oh my god, are you are you freaking telling me that like five minutes into his performance he puts on a fucking spectacular performance and he gets injured? I mean, I was like freaking out. But it looks like he's gonna be okay. Um, he did. He was kind of walking around in the game with a limp for a little while, but then he kind of he seemed to recu- recuperate his strength, and he was still fighting for balls in the game, even if he was still a little bit, maybe a little bit stumbly after that. Um, but it looks like he's going to be all right. That's kind of his Achilles' heel, is just because when you're known as the bad guy, you know, and not that he was like necessarily injury prone, but because people love tackling him, people love. Um, you know, being rough with him back because he has this persona of being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's one of the only unfortunate things about Costa is, like, you'll see it, um, you know. Um, in the, I remember Champions League PSG, like, people were, um, you know, he scored a goal, but then, like, uh, he, he had a problem with his knee. Same thing you were talking about because he was just getting checked all the time and mm-hmm. he had to walk off. And so, you know, like, uh, Chelsea relying on Costa, like, honestly, he is, like, he's such a good player. Like, he he will guide you to a win. 
But I mean, he's off the field, you know, with because he's getting tackled all the time. He, there's nothing you can do. Well, I think um, just to kind of wrap some of the stuff up about Costa. I mean, I'm really excited about where Atletico's season is going to go thanks to Costa. I think that you know. Atletico was having a pretty rough season up until maybe I guess it was November uh, when things kind of things kind of took a turn in fortunes in the Champions League game against Roma. Whatever for whatever reason that game kind of gave us our confidence back. You know we had a slow start because Koke, the midfielder, he he gotten injured and Koke is such a huge part of that engine. Uh, but one of the things that we were really faulty in was just. Up front, we were just not scoring goals. We had been undefeated until the la- until our last game against Espanyol. That was the first game we lost in the season, at least in, the, in La Liga. And so everything else was in, was was clicking, but but that forward line it was really not not cutting it. And you know you've got people like Gamedo, Correa, all okay players, but it just was not cutting it and Costa I think is just that missing ingredient and it's not just Costa too I'm really excited to see Costa playing with Griezmann I mean I think the two of them had you could tell in the game there were all these great like combination passes um, between Griezmann and Costa I think they have a great chemistry Um, I'm also really excited to see Vitolo play he was another uh, acquisition that we got back in the summer transfer window in 2017 that had to be postponed because of the transfer ban uh, he came from Sevilla. Vitolo had a great spark uh, as well. And I think he's going to do a great job. Um, so I think you know I think the future looks bright, and um, I think that Atletico. You know I don't know if they're going to. I mean you you I, you guys can jump in on this about what we think. You know do we think the La Liga is wrapped up here? But I think if any team is going to give them a run for money, it's going to be us. You're absolutely um, right. I um, definitely wouldn't say it. I definitely wouldn't say it's uh, wrapped up, but you know it's going to be tough because right? they're nine points ahead. So they need to lose three times, and Atletico needs to win three times. Just explaining how like math works. Yes, yeah, <laughs> nice math. Yeah. Two plus two equals four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, in the sense, like you know, it's it's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. Yeah. So, and if yeah. anyone can do it, it's going to be you know hard. you know. I, and to wrap up about Costa, I think his best role. Um, in Atletico Madrid so far was when he was a spectator to uh, watching Chelsea uh, win 2-1. <laughs> right, we know who the bad guy we know, the, we know who the bad guy of this, of this podcast is. Uh, yeah, he seemed really you know, happy about it. Yeah, that was like his first trip over, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you get, yeah, you, yeah. Hey. Um, any more? Any more to say about your, about your boys? No, I think I'm excited. Excited, Good things are going to happen. Um, and you got and you guys could meet in Europa League. We could, you know, chill. <laughs> Wait, chill, chill. chill, chill. I, I'm you not trying like, to start anything. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm a Chelsea fan. Like, like this guy's going to win the Champions League. Wait, who are you playing in the next? Uh, I guess we have before. Yeah, oh, how, how was a, that but, but that was dumb season. That was like uh, a dumb, season. Oh, yeah. a dumb season. The only a, good thing about oh. Chelsea winning that Champions League is that it blocked Tottenham from getting in the Champions League. It, it did block Tottenham. No, but um, who are you playing in the next round? Barca. Oh, Maybe you gotta win. You got the Arsenal draw. I mean, we beat Barca before. Now you know what it is. Oh, 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 Gary Neville. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you the got Gary the, Neville orgasm. 
You got the Arsenal draw. I'm sorry. You're Ar- you're Arsenal in the Champions League. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal usually gets Barca or Bayern. Or right? yeah, or Bayern. Yeah. Right. One of the two. I mean, we've gotten we got we got we had both and we knocked them both out. Boom. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, that'll be that'll be that'll be an exciting draw. Or well, it's it's already been drawn. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, all right, guys. I think so. Yeah, I think that's that's all I have to say about you know. I think my voice. It's interesting. We're coming into this podcast, starting off the new year, very hopeful. Um, I think you know, obviously, some people's uh, sights are higher than others. Uh, mine being, of course, the lowest being an Arsenal fan. But uh, oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, so you're thinking that Chelsea's probably has a chance for second. I'm hoping for fourth. It, yeah. Um, Chelsea has a chance for second. I'm hoping um, Conte can, you know, uh, get Morata to perform. Yeah. You just be like, hey, bro, listen, um, this eight percent isn't cutting it, bro. And uh, I believe he said that he should bitch slap him. He, he should bitch slap in, pre- him. In, in our lost episode. In our yeah, lost, lost episode, <laughs> yeah. We're I already, mean, yeah, we already have a lost episode. I'm trying. We yeah. already have a lost episode. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to be a little more cordial. Yeah. Uh, how I uh, discuss, <laughs> but uh, but um, it, it was clear that Conte was not happy. He was like slapping the grass, like what the fuck, Maratha. Yeah. So hopefully he can. Get I him to have perform. to say I busted out laughing. I'm so yeah, I bet. I was like, he had so open, and I was just like, oh my god, he's gonna score, or like maybe it'll hit the post, maybe it'll hit the post, and like just about how, but it like went like. Five feet away. I, from I, the I don't. I don't. I don't. Re- I don't remember what the commentator said, but it was something akin to like "Yawi Kant Morata." Yeah. So I'm. I'm hoping our striker can get better. Everyone else is performing really well in my team, and um, I'm hoping that Morata can get more on point. Well, I think we can finish it there. Um, so it is 2018, which means. Uh, Mother Russia is hosting the World Cup. The World Cup. That yeah. is great. I think the biggest story going into the big storyline right now, because you know, obviously it's January, so uh, it's Messi. Messi getting finally getting his cup. Um, I think we're all supporters of that. Uh, yeah, I think we all want. I, I, I think I think the world wants to see I, Messi I mean, get the World Cup. You this know? official podcast position is we, Messi. We, Messi over Ronaldo. We we, yeah. we we all okay. The Messi versus Ronaldo. It's not even a debate. Like, just stop. Messi is obviously better. Like uh, we don't even have to go down that rabbit hole. We can do that another time. Yeah. But we want Messi to see that World Cup so that um, we don't even have to discuss this anymore. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, in a wider sense, you know, I mean, we definitely don't need to debate if Messi is better than Ronaldo because that's an established fact. That is established. But uh, I think the more interesting debate is whether or not Messi is a candidate for the greatest of all time. And I would argue that... I would. I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to go there and say that he is. Um, just, you know, given his consistency and just... I mean, the dude is so good. And he's, you know, he's like as good as he's ever been. It's like, I don't, I don't ever... I mean, do you ever... Do either of you ever remember a time when he wasn't fucking incredible? I don't know. No, like, <laughs> like, it's like, like, there's never... There's never been, yeah. It's it's never that from, that, that hasn't existed. I mean, it's like it's unfathomable. It's from, like he's, he's just always been incredible. What from his first goal in Barcelona when Ronaldinho was the assist, he was just yeah. It's amazing. like the moment he stepped out, he was something else. He was um, 
So I think, you know, but I, but unfortunately it's like we, we have this rule or this artificial rule that says that in order to be the greatest of all time, you have to have a World Cup. And so, you know, even though I don't think, even though for my, per, even though I personally think he's already achieved that status, I want him to get that World Cup so we can all finally put to bed this question that he's the greatest. Uh, it's, um, a, it's a very basketball-y or even like, like American football-y argument where it's just like, it's a team sport. Um, I mean, in terms of like basketball, like if your only if your only reason why LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant is because they don't have rings, that's just a stupid argument. Um, you have to look at the teams that he has and all this stuff. So I totally agree. I think I think I'm ready to call Messi the greatest I, of all time. I don't think it's a it's not problem. I mean, me. I'm sorry in advance, Argentina, but you have to deal with it. Uh, Messi got to a World Cup final without using his hands. <laughs> And the hot take machine. I'm sorry, dude, but <laughs> it's, a, it's true. It's a it's a hot take machine over here, Greg. Yeah, I know. Actually, do you remember those fans? They're like, um, do you remember after Neymar got his like vertebrae hurt? You know, and there was like these Argentinian fans like dancing with like a spinal column. <laughs> like, oh, with a oh, I did not know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they that, had all that kinds really of happened. Cheers about and and, yeah. I, and I'm sorry if you're that fanatic. Like, I don't give a shit about you anyway. Let me tell like, you though, the Brazilians Brazilians were fucking relieved that Argentina yeah. didn't win. There was a great. There was a great. I remember like when during the World Cup there was this like amazing uh, like quote taken. I think it was like in the New York Times. Some guy like quoted this cab driver that was like, "Imagine, oh, what was it? It was like, imagine if like it was the Yankees versus the Red Sox, and the Red Sox like won in Yankee Stadium, and then all their fans just like tipped over, like just like ran through New York City like trashing, like like tipping over cars and like busting down wind. Like this is what will happen. <laughs> like he made this like really long drawn out like." analogy of like just imagine just imagine that how you would feel um yeah it's a bitter rivalry brazil argentina by the way i actually think that might even be the final matchup is brazil argentina oh that would be awesome awesome, that's that's uh that's if you you know you can there's all kinds of like brackets you can go online and and mess around with and i have it down that brazil is going to face argentina in the world cup a a good video if you want to see like the perspective of like uh, argentina fans in terms of like the maradona messi debate there's a copa 90 video that's kind of when they were almost did qualify for the world cup where they interview a lot of the fans and stuff and you see how like first of all how like passionate they are about the game but just like how that world cup really does matter to them even as like like even people who've been watching messi his whole career but um yeah, Greg, I think you want to have something to say. Go ahead. You know the... Oh. <laughs> um, about Messi? Or just you, I thought you were going to I have a thing to say about that particular performance. Okay. Um, that game that Messi played against Ecuador was like the one consolation I had um, that night because, of course, that was the same night the U.S. got knocked out by Trinidad. Um, mm-hmm. Which we shall not speak about, but um, oh, but like I, I watched both games at the same time, and I was lucky enough to be able to like watch him. Like I didn't miss any of the goals in the Ecuador game, so I watched him pull out that spectacular hat trick. And you know that I mean I think that is proof right there. You know he used to get a lot of criticism about how he didn't perform when in the international games, and like how can you say that now? You know like yeah. he single handedly rescued them from from certain defeat and brought them into the World Cup and 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, even the coach, Sampaoli, at the end of the game was like, the world owes, you know, a World yeah. Cup to Messi. I mean, Messi, we got it. We got it. We, he got it. We got it. He's got it. Yeah. And if he doesn't, well, then the world is cruel. Is a cruel place. I mean, the world is a cruel place, though. I uh, mean, I'm just yeah, going to well, say that. Yeah, well, of course, there's but... I mean, th- there's pe- people like Johan Cruyff, one of the best ever, never got a World Cup. There's, um, I don't know, there's, honestly, let's just talk about Netherlands. <laughs> there's well, so uh, many great I players. Saw, the Netherlands. Brazilian Ronaldo never won a Champions League. Did you know that? What? Yep. He really? never won a Champions League. The Phenom. Yep. Really? Yeah. You know, he has a lot of bad words to say about Barcelona, apparently. He, he he's, he, that's why he's, he, you know, that's what he uh, tried to say to Coutinho is like they don't treat Brazilian players well, and he tried to allude that that's why Neymar left. It was very oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, you know, he had that one legendary. See, this is an interesting thing about Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, well, yeah, for another time. Um, one thing. Speaking of cruel, we obviously we will cover U.S. national team, but there's nothing to talk about right now. Oh. We'll obviously cover that too. Um, but. But a New Year's resolution, perhaps. Yeah. A New Year's resolution. Hmm. Um, Pulisic somehow gets in the World Cup because he deserves to <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. Can he? Can he be? Can he do? Is Poland? Poland's not in, are they? Yeah. Poland. Yeah. <laughs> they are, they, are in. Oh, they were in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he, like, yeah. He can defect to Poland. <laughs> yeah. He deserves to be in the World Cup. Well, um, he's 19. He's got a bright future ahead of him. No, yeah. I, He'll I, be I, at the peak of his powers in 2022. You know, yeah. there was this blog. He's literally counting down the days. He's like 400 and something days till the World Cup. Well, I'm glad he's he, that sure that he's going to win. I'm, I'm also glad he, somebody drove him his dog. Did you hear about this story? No. Oh, basically, he he was in D.C. actually for, I don't know. He's from Pennsylvania, but he was in D.C. for whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, can somebody drive me down my dog for like, because uh, I want to spend uh, from Hershey, Pennsylvania to D.C. because I want to spend Christmas with my dog. And somebody on Twitter was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And did it. <laughs> it's like a really awesome. nice story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They took a picture with them and everything. Hey, cool. That's sweet. Um, but do we have anything Anything else? Well, yeah, no, I think um, you, uh, and your, we, your we goals just, for the season, basically. Um, oh, uh, if it's about Chelsea, I mean, Murata just needs to step up. That's okay. like, I don't know. I feel like he has the potential because he's done really good things. Um, in fact, there's this goal against Tot that um, even like Thierry... Oh man, I'm just—he has potential, but he needs to step up his game. He does. Yeah. Arsenal resolutions is obviously getting back in the Champions League, getting that that fourth place trophy. It is a trophy. We just accept it. It's a trophy in our minds. But um, yeah, I just getting the Champions League, finishing in Tottenham. Hopefully, finishing above Tottenham. That probably won't happen to be honest. Saint Tottenham's Day. It's, uh, we need that. Come on, we didn't have it last. Everyone year. We, needs Saint Tottenham's Day. Um, but yeah, just. Just getting the Champions League, uh, Juan Diego. Um, getting La Liga, I think, possible but a tall order, especially given how good this Barca team is. Uh, I'd like at least. I think we have a team to win one title, and I really hope that we do. Uh, I think we can definitely win Europa League, um, and we can definitely win the cup. So either of those, I think, would be uh, an achievement for the team um, because we are kind of running low here. We, we haven't won a title now in, I guess, four or five years, mm-hmm. and Simeone needs to show something for it because um, if he doesn't win a title this year, he may, I don't know if he's on his way out, but we might start have to be, we might, we might start have to, we may have to think about the future of Simeone. I just dropped a big one for, for the next time, but... Yeah. You're full, um, you got a hot take in you, too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simeone. I mean, I love Simeone, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to ask. Um, but I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic about the second half of the season. I think that Vitolo and Costa are really going to revolutionize the team, and they're going to really give them a... It's gonna. It's what they need, and I think it's going to be... I, I expect very good things from this season, for the rest of the season. Uh, if that wraps up for everyone, we can wrap this up. Um... Lots of good soccer to watch. Hopefully, uh... Good footy. Good footy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, we have a Twitter. Uh, it's indirectpod, at indirectpod, um, and an email, uh, indirectpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you like our logo, go to stevehorbath.net. He made the logo for us. He has an Instagram. We will link that in the description. Um, Greg, do you want to... You made a theme song. Yes, I have... Both a SoundCloud, GP Nova, and you can also find me on Spotify. It's G R I S H A, Grisha Petrochenkov, P E T R O C H E N K O V. Really catchy name. That's why I, I we will, chose We it. will link it, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys, take it easy.